Man, my ass had to be amputated last week. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> I probably actually did a the bike best tour intro ever. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like <laughs> nice. not able to sit anymore. I'm just lying around in bed right now, trying to overcome the pain. You know. Uh, yeah. No, but it feels good not to sit on a saddle anymore for now. <laughs> I've been on a nice bike tour from Munich to Switzerland, Zurich, and back, um, going through the countries of Germany, um, Austria, Switzerland, and my favorite one, Liechtenstein, like a little small <laughs> micro-nation you could call it, only 35 kilometers long. And during those... Um, yeah, seven days, I covered like a distance of around 800 kilometers. And yeah, yeah, not, not that I want to brag. But <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was painful. It was hard. It was beautiful. It was enlightening to some extent. And it was very necessary to do that uh, for me, I think. It, let's, let's start out that way then. It's the first... Like what I particularly like about this trip is it's the first trip or the first holiday of that length that I like took alone. Like you could count the student exchange I did like for for several months and stuff. I was to another country where I did not know anyone, but like just traveling on your own um, alone through several countries for a week. That that was the first time I had that kind of experience. Like other, otherwise, I always go with other people or. Go not at all because work, you know. <laughs> Sad life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was it was hard on me, you know. It was very hard on me, I think, especially like the, the second day. But let's let's get started uh, right right from the start to talk a bit about it. Um, I started out uh, with that the cycle thing right uh, after I wrote an exam Friday afternoon. Um, 7 p.m. in the evening, I sat on my bike and like rode from Munich until like 12 p.m. Uh, in the night when it started to fucking rain on me. Um, <laughs> and I had to put up a shelter in the middle of the night somewhere in nowhere, which was fine because I signed up for it. And the first night was really fun because, oh, adventure, rain, blah, blah, already had a few kilometers covered. But the next day, man, it's... I really would would have wished already to have someone around to do this trip with me because um, not only did it rain in the morning still, um, it, the night was fucking cold because I did not manage to put in my sleeping pad correctly in my, into my hammock because I, I set up everything in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> pro gaming move, right? <laughs> um, so had a hard or rough night, it rained in the morning, and as soon as I set off, I already had a flat tire. <laughs> Quite a good start, right? But not, not only that, <laughs> the whole day, or like the whole morning, uh, or like afternoon and stuff, it, it, it just rained, wind was blowing my, in my face constantly, and always like from the direction I was driving in, I was not doing even remotely going as fast as I would have hoped to, like, 30, 30 kilometers an hour, like a wind in my face, forcing me to, <laughs> to like go below 10 kilometers an hour on average, which is like pretty much nothing. Um, it was cold, it was windy, it was rainy. It was, 
Yeah, it was torture at this point. And that was like in total contrast to the hiking trip I did, which we already had an episode on, have an episode on, which I did with four other people. And there you were like really pushed forward always, you know, um, either people are walking in front of you or you're like the, in front of the group and you have to like put them forward in a constant uh, speed and that, w that you make progress and stuff. You have other people to motivate you. You have, you have other people to talk to. But on that bike trip, I was like out there alone in the dark, wind, you know, uh, it was fucking hard. <laughs> At least the first, or the first real day of the trip. And yeah, there again, it like dawned on me, like, it's really important to have like people in your life that support you in, in whatever way possible. Like just, or just having people around, they don't even need to support you that much. They just need to be around, um, when you, when you're like facing difficulties or adversities, and that's already enough, I think, to, to keep you moving forward for another kilometer or another week or, you know, it's like, um, other people are important. <laughs> that's, that's, I think the, the first learning I have, man. Yeah, comments or not? <laughs> Interesting. Storytelling. I mean, I would yeah. I would say I can relate, but obviously, you know, I hate people, so yeah, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you no. know, I I kind of I kind of also have the same mindset whenever I'm like in in um, how do you say when I'm in stress, when I have lots of work to do. I always think like, no, I cannot meet up with other people right now. Or how, what do they care about my problems right now? Let's just get those problems done and, and get done with. And um, I think that's the wrong approach. And I think I need to change that up because there on that trip again, I noticed like you can you can face the same problems with other people in your life. And that, I don't know, it's like... Uh, riding an e-bike instead of a normal bike you know it's <laughs> it's boosting <laughs> right. boosting your performance kind of it's cheating yeah it's cheating exactly <laughs> uh exactly you don't need other people in your life for your bike trip or anything just get the e-bike it's totally fine <laughs> exactly now I, I can relate i can i totally understand what you mean um yeah people are absolutely important and as you said that, that was actually an interesting point. They don't really need to always actively support you. You just need to yeah. know that there are people around you and they, it's enough to know, you know, they care for you and you care for them. And that's most of the time it's enough. You don't really need, I, for, at least for me. Yeah. 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 But at least for me, it isn't really that necessary to always have someone, you know, I can, uh, on, on whom I can, no, how, how's it? Damn, grammar. On whom English. you can rely on? On whom I can rely, I wanted to say on whose shoulders I can cry. Whatever. Um, that's also fine. <laughs> exactly. But that's disgusting. It's Please use a tissue. But other than that, yeah, you can cry on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, I, I feel like it isn't that super duper important to me always. It's just good to know that there are people mm. there and if there was anything it if there was a problem i couldn't solve or an emergency whatever they are there and i can i can rely on them so yeah for sure like and I, I think on a smaller scale i've experienced that living in munich my first year 
just living alone, you know, and I don't know. I mean, living alone has its perks and it's nice to just be able to do whatever the hell you want and be able to, I don't know, dance around your room at 3 a.m. and nobody, nobody's bothered by that. But at the same time, it's really fucking boring. <laughs> it's, mm. it's just, I don't know. It, fe- it feels like, it's not even that you feel like you're alone. It's just, I don't, it's just sad. Yeah, I, I don't really enjoy it anymore. Like mm. being completely alone for extended periods of time. I, I don't really like it. I want it's to have a people around me. Yeah. Even if they annoy me, even if, if they annoy the fuck out of me, even if they like constantly loud and want to know something from me and interrupt me in my work. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and I make it very clear that I don't like that. But at the same time, I think I even would prefer that to being completely alone all the time yeah i'm not sure where this feeling is coming from but once you have you're done with your work and stuff and then you're sitting in your room and then all the thoughts and stuff rush in or like or you don't even know what to do like you you it dawns on you that you're alone that that kind of overthrows a bit i don't know your value system because you suddenly notice that okay apparently like work is my only value right now or the only thing that keeps me occupied am i on the right track with my life and stuff those are the questions that might pop up then if you yeah if you have like nothing to look forward to like spending a nice evening with your family your your spouse or whatever i think that might be where the feelings come from yeah, I think I think it's possible. And I think oh, we yeah. always hear advice from like older people who tell you, you know, family and friends are probably the most important thing or just generally relationships with other people and that work and money sure it's necessary, it's important. Some people may even love yeah. what they do and love you know, and make good money from that. But at the end of the day, it's really as cheesy as, as it sounds. And it's really hard for me sometimes to accept to some extent that those little quote unquote stupid moments I have with people around me are actually the things that I really look back to and I really enjoy and I really miss and I get really nostalgic about. I don't ever remember you know how hard i worked for that achievement or that achievement or the all-nighters i pulled to get that grade or i mean sure i kind of remember them but they have no significance and if i what i've actually been doing for the past few months is this exercise of what if i were to die tomorrow or in a week from now what would i do what would i try out how would I behave? Well, you wouldn't try out anything anymore, like if you die in one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but just how would my perspective shift? And it's quite interesting to see that suddenly work and good grades and money and all that, sure, they are kind of important, but at the same time, they don't matter all that much at the end of mm-hmm. the day. 
I mean, the optimum cases, you have both. You have work and money that you, work that you enjoy and could make a good money, make a good money from that, make, <laughs> make uh, good money from that, but also have, you know, a loving family and good relationships with other people and just generally people you can rely on and be yourself around. Gosh, this is getting cheesy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that way. Like, also, my most memorable, memorable blah, 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 experiences of the past few months um, are like actually when I did something stupid together with other people, something not rational, something, yeah, something like crossing uh, the park here in the city in a straight line or so, <laughs> or breaking into old factories and stuff, whatever. <laughs> um, those are the most memorable ones. Um, it's not like I don't value like all the all-nighters I pulled off. I actually also think like, I don't think that they are insignificant. And I think it's, it's like actually something that adds a lot to my personality also, like in the sense of, I know I can pull off all-nighters or I can, I can really apply myself to something. And it's nice to have those memories of where I worked through that. Um, because it shows me that I can do that again if I want to. Um, but doing that all the time, that's like where it becomes pathological for me, I think. Or like doing that too often. Or like being in that monotonous uh, kind of uh, lifestyle without any change, without any stupid moments. No. No. Good. Um, other thing I wanted to add, um, because you commented on my comment, with <laughs> other people usually just also just need to be there you they don't even need to support you actively they just need to be around and you have a sense of security i think that's like the usual thing that uh that um like to put up a stereotype right now i'm, I'm i know that that not does not apply to everyone um equally and stuff but to just put it up right now it's like the typical stereotype of um girls coming to to their guy friends and and um telling them their problems and the, the guys are like usually like okay you can fix this problem like this or this or this these are the success chances for each and every step here um pick the <laughs> one that suits you best and they're like right. no I, I did not come to you for that <laughs> yeah just just need to be there and listen i guess that's the only thing yeah it's <laughs> this example well, is the most accurate thing i've heard but yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it works. Oh man, uh, that's I'm ho how I'm also usually doing it. <laughs> Just listening, you mean? No, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I try to be good at that, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, what I usually do is I'm I'm not trying to figure out like or in my head I already have like thousands of solutions prepared, you know. Um, but it does not help anyone to to like put them out there or like to belittle the problems of that other person. What I usually try to do is, yeah, first of all, listen, understand that the person where where they're coming from, and then maybe if they're ready, like share a personal story from from my life, how I approached a similar issue, then maybe they can take something away from that story if they want to or not. But I'm not like, okay, you have to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think we we talked about that in an episode already, where I was like, Ooh, I had I quite quite the uh, extreme tendency to not only offer solutions, but basically just push them into solving the problems immediately, the way I mm. think is the right way to do that. 
and yeah, I'm now at the point where, <laughs> yeah, but I'm also now at the point where very, very often I ask beforehand when someone wants to tell me the problems or whatever, I ask beforehand, you know, is this a, let's try to come up with a solution discussion or is it just That's shut up and listen discussion? Yeah. And if they say, shut up I just and want listen, to, I, yeah, right. <laughs> If if it's just a, yeah, I just want to rant and I would just want to get my frustration out, whatever, then I'm like, sure, go ahead. Um, mm. I'm I'm going to pretend I listen to you. But if you actually want to work on a solution together, then no problem. We can do that too. I actually prefer that. But whatever. Um, I'm fine with both. But it's I think it's important to communicate that and to just know beforehand, is this a solution discussion or a rant? Mm. Yeah, nice approach. I guess let's let's uh, see. Uh, yeah, I think I'll take over that strategy here right now. Then um, <laughs> every every time we're gonna talk, it's gonna be like, okay, Elias, is this a solution discussion, <laughs> or is this a shut up and listen to me discussion? Right. <laughs> okay. Then is this a solution discussion? <laughs> um, second learning bike trip. Let's get back into business. Okay. Been on the roads a few days already now. Um, yeah, second learning, very important. Don't forget to put on sunscreen. Seriously, people. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, my whole left side was like burned <laughs> because it was exposed to the sun and I was too lazy to take it out from my bikepacking equipment, the sunscreen. Yeah, funny times. Do you know those like images of those truckers that like put out their arm all, all the time, trucking left side out of the window? And like yeah. after 40 years of doing so, there are like those those images where they hold their arms next to each other and one is like super wrinkly, looks like it's falling apart already, like the skin looks really unhealthy and the other one is just fine, like a, a newborn baby looking like. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's another topic that was just a joke learning. Which I mean seriously, by the way, but put on sunscreen. Um, yeah, but what I what I also like had to struggle with was on that day with that wind and rain and all that shit. I just, yeah, um, I just took the train then after like uh, seventy kilometers of pain, and I just took the train and and took that to go forwards. Which I I mean you could consider as cheating because that's a bike trip, you know. You you want to. Uh, bike all the way uh, to your destination and you, it's like throwing your principles overboard and uh, many people would criticize you for that right <laughs> just like those people that are 95% vegetarian and eating meat uh, I don't know once a year on Christmas or so you cannot call yourself vegetarian or whatever um, yeah and it's like I guess the learning is you also have to know when when to give up or when when it like doesn't make sense to push through something anymore. I guess. Right. Yeah. Like or I could have asked myself at that point, would it make a better story if I pushed myself through the next uh, 50 kilometers and with this disgusting shit here? I like, guess yeah, sure. I mean, I yeah, cool. I I I did it. I, I arrived at the destination, but I'd also be like totally fucked up, probably have a cold already, could not continue the trip. Um, yeah. 
Not sure. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, that's yeah, that's also up. quite relatable. Although I must say, I think personally, I'm not sure if I've ever been you in a situation like that where no, not not necessarily that, but I don't know if I, in my personal life, have ever been in a situation where I felt like I needed to give up. Hmm. Uh, so to explain. For example, in your example, it's quite reasonable to quote unquote give up or to just take another approach. Because okay, just, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. It was not like a serious failing experience, like where I recognized that oh I totally overestimated my strength and I have to give up now because I don't know, I'm not I'm not suited for it. Yeah, it was like just that, the smartest decision in that case okay. for you to take. Yeah. And therefore I wouldn't really classify that as giving up per se um okay let's let's formulate the learning like that then okay there are situations that might feel like giving up but it's like the smartest decision to like proceed that way right um and then it's like secretly not giving up yeah it's it's <laughs> i, <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just have to weigh up the options and right. be like okay if i continue the trip i'm probably going to be fucked up have a cold probably won't be able to continue the trip. Is that really something I'm willing to do mm. by continuing the trip on my bike? Or do I take this smaller approach for the next 50 kilometers taking the train so I can be uh, so it, I can be sure that I'm still going to finish large parts of my trip and not having a cold and not be fucked up? I think it's mm. just weighing up the options and picking whatever is the smartest decision no matter what you know people might think and say that you've cheated because you you didn't go all the way you you used the train for 50 kilometers who cares like get fucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah makes sense makes sense so so sometimes the decisions you take are not failures they are the smartest decisions you could take in that moment okay um next learning if you want to (laughs) Sure. Um, okay. It's quite fun to have like those little bullet points and to like just go through the trip again. And, like, uh, that's what I took away from it. <laughs> um, next learning is be bold. Like, or like, what do you. Mm, you say bold. Translate. Yeah, yeah, that is also, yeah. Then you don't need a bike anymore. <laughs> and you can just run faster than a bike. Um, exactly. Or. Or is a better word like impudent or whatever. Um, just like in all the countries I was in, like the way I camped, like outside with the hammock, was either actually illegal or like a gray area and stuff. And you just have <laughs> just just do it. Bold <laughs> makes a lot better experience than always sticking to the rules, you know. <laughs> That's, that's for sure. By the way, that was just a hypothetical right now, you know? <laughs> not that I actually did that. Yeah, for legal reasons, he was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> How did I laugh right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, um, once I was in Liechtenstein, like, I took a little break and there was this dude up his balcony. And I thought, like, mm, yeah, let's could need some water right now. Let's just ask him whether he wants to, whether he wants to sacrifice like 15 minutes of his time and it was like the nicest interaction i like had on the whole trip he even gave me like new water bottles uh 
like with supermarket board like water you know and I actually the only thing I would have wanted was like uh, tap water but it was like so nice and, and gave me all this stuff and uh, had a nice conversation and it's like that that's what I mean with just be bold just go out there just fuck those stereotypes you have a nice story to tell if you're on a bike trip or whatever like people are interested in you and don't think you're a weirdo usually I mean depends on yeah. how I look like I guess but <laughs> um yeah it's like be bold go out there interact with other people you can break some laws you have to be aware of the consequences or at least don't get caught i guess um <laughs> and and do it in a way that if you get caught people um can relate to why you did it it's like not you that you go into the forest and litter your trash all around and then you leave again because that's partially why those laws were created no you have to be respectful and and adhere to the bro code of nature you know <laughs> <laughs> the bro code of nature yeah or like for example when you when you visit lost places the general bro code rule there is um don't take anything with you don't throw anything around don't break anything don't break into anything if it's not open There's, those are like the basic rules that will usually save you from uh, actual penalties and stuff And that make the place still enjoyable for all the other people that come after you. That's what I mean. Like you can break rules, but be sure to do it in a way that's like still acceptable. You know, <laughs> it's hard to formulate. Yeah, be break the rules, but be respectful. <laughs> well, be respectful that. when doing so. Exactly. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, Okay, I guess that's those are like the, the the biggest learnings like from from my personality that I took away. Other than that, the only thing I can still talk about is man, Switzerland is fucking expensive and interesting yeah. at the same time. Uh, like I actually visited a friend who is doing a semester abroad in Zurich. It was so nice to actually see a person then again after being isolated for a few days. Like not really isolated, but on your own to have. Uh, an old friend that you can talk a lot about with um it's, it's very cool and and then to explore like the bunkers that are like mandatory in each and every home there or like like i think they have enough bunker spaces for every citizen of switzerland yeah like the, the house where i was staying at or where my friend was staying at um they also had a bunker and we could explore it and it was so fun yeah What's in there? Like what's in there? How how like usually it it's not like for surviving nuclear fallout or stuff. It's like just to go in there if they are like bombing. So the doors are like fucking heavy. Like man, it was never so hard in my life to like push a door closed or to close a door. Like I really had to apply my whole strength. They were like thick boys. <laughs> man. <laughs> Thick. yeah there's not much in there With i actually use them as storage rooms also like apparently or at least oh, those okay. bunkers were used like i don't know how your uh ikea um uh, table that you did not uh, construct yet will help you in a bombing situation down there in the bunker but go ahead just store them there <laughs> well i mean you'll have something to do yeah. and so the table exactly <laughs> surf <laughs> yeah <laughs> and surf bunker food on i guess 
Yeah, man. But again, I guess my learning is, or the biggest learning again also is, just head out, just go on that adventure and just do it. Um, you will certainly take something away if you, if you like observe yourself a little closer and reflect back on the day in the evening when you're totally exhausted lying in your hammock on yeah what is life all about and stuff and just just go out on a trip you don't even have to think that much about it you can also just enjoy yourself just just head out there just do something to escape your monotonous routine from time to time to broaden your horizon for sure yeah on that note very nice if you have nothing to add anymore let's end this wonderful episode here with uh, a call to subscribe to send us an email <laughs> a review um, we would appreciate that very kindly if you did so money don't forget money money exactly um, <laughs> we do everything for money just send us any request yeah. you want us to do for money and <laughs> or like sweets money or sweets either one sweets. is fine sweets okay you're like the kid sweets, that got candy. caught by the the black van uh pedo pedophile driving around town right <laughs> Oof. offering you candy right well you yeah that don't tell everyone fell for it. but yeah yeah i was and i, man, I didn't ice cream man. fall for it once I felt what like were you thinking about times. like i was talking about the ice cream man <laughs> again didn't get that no like what what did you imagine right now like the the pedophile in, in his black van. No, I was talking about the ice cream um, van, you know, driving around town. Right, right, right. That, right. That's what I meant. You <laughs> fell for him, right? All the time. Yeah. yeah. All my life. Okay, it's kind of sad, actually. All right. <laughs> let's end that weird. That end that, let's end that weird, Arthur. Over and out, guys. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>